Without question, we're living in a time right now where God is shaking everything. He is shaking his church, and he's shaking the world outside of the church. And one of the areas outside of the church that he's shaking is an element of what is often referred to as a segment of Babylon. The music industry is being shaken very hard by God right now. And what we're going to do tonight is we're going to talk about this shaking, both in the church and in the music industry, industry through the perspective and the lens of a brand new song that's going to be released tonight from Charleston's own Ziggy, and it's entitled, Who's Shining Now? So stick around, because we're going to have a good time. Everybody, welcome to the Raven's Heart podcast and live stream. I'd like to welcome all of our viewers that are on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Twitch. And I'd like to welcome all of the viewers that are watching this in replay and everybody that's going to be listening to this edition on Apple iTunes. Tonight, the Raven has taken flight. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got some exciting things to discuss, and we're going to be sharing some brand new music. Now, for those of you that have been following Lithos Cry for a while, you've probably come across our friend Ziggy. About three years ago, we did an interview with him and his band Soul Creed at the time. And then back in the November, December timeframe, Ziggy was with me and our friend Stacy from Revelation Resistance, and we were talking about Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021. Side note, we have an important announcement about that coming up later on this evening that we're going to talk about. But uh, tonight we're going to focus on Ziggy's musical gifting. And Ziggy is probably one of the most gifted musicians I have met and I really enjoy working with him. He is going to be on the stage at Get Revelation Rock Fest. And Ziggy, one of the things that I love about doing this live stream is it's a community. Hey, I enjoyed man. doing the podcast when we were doing that, but it got kind of old talking to a wall after a while and imagining people that were listening. <laughs> No cardboard cutouts to talk to, huh? Yeah, no cardboard cutouts. I was basically talking to my my raven and my stuffed owl is basically what it was coming down to. So the community has already started. Uh, Tiffany McGinnis-Shelton is with us from The Last Trumpet. She says, hello, Tiffany. Welcome tonight. Thank you for tuning in. So good to see you. And it is always good to see Michelle. She says, Ziggy, can't wait to hear the new song. You're going to like it. And you know what? Not only... Yeah, not only are we going to be introducing a new song, but uh, we're going to be introducing... Is this going to be your first official video that we're going to be showing tonight? My first official video as a solo artist, yes. As a solo artist. Okay, so I know that all of our viewers and our listeners have been waiting with bated breath for this (laughs) new song called Who's Shining Now? Before we release it, I mean, this is the first time this song and video is going to be released. I feel privileged to do this. Can you give us a brief background? Is What's this song about? What are we about to get into? 
Well, written about three years ago for a uh, project that the band Soul Greed at the time was uh, looking to do out in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, basically, it's you know it's a song about how people put their uh, hope or worship different things like celebrity or money or work. You know, workaholics they just work seems like eight days a week. You know, things like that. And the chorus uh, basically shares a fading uh, question. Who's shining when all the lights are off of you, when the spotlight is off of you, when you're all alone and no one's around patting you on the back or, you know, uh, you know, just trying to tell you, you know, just how awesome you are. But deep down inside, every one of us knows that there are holes in our hearts. And, you know, the only one who can truly fill the holes is Jesus Christ. And when someone puts their hope in money or fame or being a you know celebrated athlete or you know whatever the case may be and they're not putting their hope in jesus at the end who's really shining because when the spotlight's off of us that's when you know we're we're by ourselves and we know all our flaws we know all our escapes we know all our dirty stuff our you know our dirty laundry and um that's the stuff that keeps really coming back to haunt you um especially if you don't have the lord as a refuge as a place to go as a person to go to and say lord i've sinned i need help with this i have these issues or i really am trying to fill my sense of purpose my sense of significance you know, with other things and not you. Yeah. But unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of people out there that don't even believe in the Lord. And so there's, they're stuck with this, uh, you know, gaping hole. And it's like they're in their own little, you know, closet of, of fear. And, you know, they're trying to wrap themselves up and make themselves look so presentable. But inside, like the Bible would say, they're full of dead men's bones. And, you know, we need to be cleansed, we need to be freed, and we need to be given the opportunity to know what the real truth is, what it, what life's really all about. And it's not about these things. It's about serving God and building his kingdom. That's a very interesting point that you make, and I want to bring up, we've got our friends Laura, Victoria, and Braden from Warriors of Light. Love yes. you guys. Thank you for joining w with us. And to them, like Tiffany, they're going to be on the stage at Rockfest on May 15th, which is less than 90 days away. But Ziggy, you brought up a very good point, and it's kind of interesting to think about this. You know, we get all wrapped up in people's celebrity. It's like, oh man, that person is so awesome on stage. And then they get wrapped up in their own celebrity. It's like, yeah, I'm a rock star. I'm so, I'm so cool. But really, you're fallen and a mess. Uh, uh, most of the time, I don't even feel like I can do what we do here. It's just by the grace of God doing this live stream. And what's yeah. interesting, Ziggy, is I know you personally. And I know you, you know, when we talk and when we do things like this, and then when I see you get up on a stage, and then when I see you with your guitar, 
um, it really just, you become a different person. That's because the Lord touches down on you. And it's really fun to see that. And they, Laura and Braden say, so good. We need to be cleansed by the blood of the King daily. That is so Amen. true because we're not worthy. All of our righteousness, the Bible says, is as filthy rags. Filthy rags. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a good name for a band, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it now before it gets taken. Oh, yeah, shit. exactly. <laughs> Harry and Mel, we love Harry Somebody and Mel from Filthy Rags. Yeah, they did. We love them. But you know what? I mean, our righteousness, God sees us as righteous because of the blood of Jesus. He doesn't see us as rock stars. Uh, we're not rock stars. No. He's supposed to be the rock star. He, he is well, the rock star, yes. He is. We're going to talk more about that in a minute, but I want to share this video and this song. And uh, it's going to take a couple of seconds for me to click everything up here to make sure that everything is proper. But what you're about to hear and see is Ziggy's new release, brand new tonight, Who's Shining Now? We're going to talk more about the rock star syndrome when we get back. Play. 
Well, um, wow, we just can't get enough of it tonight. <laughs> Thank you for everybody hanging in there with that. Um, as I said, the program that we use, we used to be able to feed the videos right in, and I used to be able to click it and start it. And then uh, they decided to change it just two weeks ago, and we're just getting used to the format here. But we got a lot of great support from people. I want to go through and take a look at the comments that we have here we've got a comment from jim ziggy my man hey jim excellent nice to see you man we also have uh carla in orlando from armor of god greetings hermanos all right and then uh debbie wanted to let us know that there was no sound when there was going on <laughs> however when we got the sound on she said awesome <laughs> And then Braden and El Victoria said, no worries. Visually, it was tracking. So that's a, that's good news that we have a video that tracks with the sound. And then also they said, uh, digging this, very relevant message. May our lights always reflect the light of Christ. Killer solos. Michelle says, awesome. Let God's light shine. And then Tiffany says, love the message. So old beefy fingers over here. Hey, when we get to when we get to the winner's resurrection video premiere, which is going to be coming up uh, in a few weeks, we'll be able I'll have all the kinks worked out of the studio over here. So, hey, we're just keeping it real and keeping it raw. Ziggy, I got to ask you this question, because while we were working on this video together, I've listened to the song over and over again, and it never grows old. But one of the things that became apparent to me is that you're preaching in this song. And the message that you're preaching is a very strong message. So was there a particular Bible verse or series of scriptures that inspired this song? Or was it what you had seen in the world and experienced? And then as you were writing this song, were there any scripture verses that came to mind or were part of the inspiration of this song? Well, you know, uh, it, if you go back to elements of the uh, Sermon on the Mount, you know, for example, you know, you can hear Christ talking about, you know, life, you know, you know, people worry about things like, you know, what are we going to eat, what are we going to wear, what are we going to do, how much money we're we going to make and things like that. You can, you know, expand on that a little bit, you know, and get the understanding of what you know, he's trying to talk about. Um, in particular, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, if there is any verses like, let your light shine before men so that when they see your good works, they will praise, you, you know, the father in heaven and the subjects of the song, the athletes and the millionaires and the people who are making the money, they get the fast cars and so on and so forth. Uh, they're not letting their 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 light shine. They're letting their self shine. They're allowing pride. They're allowing you know self to shine, and, and that's a very dim light. You know, uh, the only true light that shines. And of course, the Lord was talking to his disciples when he said this: "Let your light shine before men." Um, so, again, what when the lights of the world fade? what's left you know and if your light's very dim it's not going to shine very bright at all obviously and uh you know so the important thing is that the light of christ should be shining through us 
That is so important to remember. And one of the things that you said that really is very profound is that when people see our light, it should glorify God. Yeah. And they'll praise God, not praise us. You know, and yeah. so we get that so messed up. And I think there was a, a musician and a angel formerly known as Lucifer that did something like that, where the light that he had, which was supposed to reflect the glory of the Lord, he took that as his own, as the light bearer, and uh, decided that he was going to exalt himself and be a rock star in heaven. You know, we have to remember that. That is, you know, what we're dealing with here, if, if we really break it down and think about it, Ziggy, is we're dealing with smashing the Luciferian concept is really what it comes down to. There is nothing more Luciferian than to say, hey, I am it. I am the star. Come and see me. And I really believe that all of this shaking that's going on right now in the church, I mean, my goodness, how many church leaders have we seen fall you know, and be disgraced and shamed yeah. just in the past several months. And the same thing is going on in the music industry. We're going to talk more about that uh, the second half of tonight. But all these people that everybody's been looking to and like, oh, yeah, they're the pillar. Yeah. Oh, that's the way it is. That's reality. Oh, look at them. Yeah. Rah, rah, rah. And then they fall. And I believe God is shaking that to remind us so that we can see the true light who is him. Amen. And this song really is so timely. I know that a lot of our followers know that tonight we were supposed to have an interview with uh, Ron Hamilton about Ecclesia, but some things occurred that he had to tend to this evening that we weren't able to do that. And I really believe I've just gotten to the point now where I just go with the flow with what the Lord wants to do. Yeah. And we had just completed this video last week. And it's like, okay, now it's the time to get this out, especially with everything that's going on. And yeah. Ziggy, you know, for me, when I listen to this song, and hey, everybody can weigh in too on what you think and what you've got stirring in you. That's what makes makes this edition fun, makes the show fun. So we want to hear your comments and what you're thinking, what God's doing in you. But it reminded me of Matthew chapter 16, verses 26 through 27, where Jesus said, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world? and lose his own soul yeah or which yeah yeah there's a, there's a first two reference in there yeah yeah and uh we put that in that contract that you signed there the price of all that you know being a million dollar hero and a, having a fast car was the price was your soul and it says for the son of man shall come in glory of his father with his angels and then he shall reward every man according to his works and I was contemplating this a little bit, Ziggy, and this verse is very strong, but all throughout it, it shows the goodness of God because he gives us the choice of what we want to pursue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. We can at any given time make a choice to go one way or the other, uh, even as believers, you know, and our, we're, we're supposed to be making sure that we're following the Lord's way and, you know, as humans, we also get distracted and tempted, and you know, sometimes our flesh just wants something else. And uh, I was going to say, this is a good key verse for the second verse of the song because you know it, you know, basically talks about you know. Well, actually, I'm sorry, it's the pre-chorus. Um, when you better count the cost before you. You go all in. If you sell your soul to gain the world, who's going to win? You know, that's exactly it. And then mm -hmm. verse three, verse three talks about, you know, you know, the guy who built, you know, who built his barns and stored all, all kinds of things. And, you know, it's like, all right, 
I'm saying to myself, soul, you can kick back and relax. You have plenty for years to come. And then, you know, in that story, the Lord says, you fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then who will get all your goods? Yes. You know? So. Yes. And I really like those verses because it leads up to, here we go, got to plug it. It leads up to when Jesus said, consider the ravens. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we had a uh, conversation with that about uh, about that with Kelly Turney just a few weeks ago. We got some people weighing in. This is awesome. Um, Tiffany says, love the message. Thank you, Tiffany. And hey, Rick Andrews from New York. We know Rick from Slaves there to Change. Go. As a matter of fact, Rick is going to be our special guest with Dan Jackson next week. And we're going to listen to some new crunchy Slaves to Change songs. Uh, he says, cool. I was driving. I couldn't chat. Way cool. Uh riff on the lead and i like the rhythmic vibe huge digging message and the points you are making also going by the way um re remind me of dire straits approach even in message somewhat oh wow some dire straits that's really you know rick is really good for that he you know yeah. got the dire straits vibe going on i like it because it's raw and ziggy i have to officially do this for you okay. because you know all too well that if we approve of music over here, uh, your music is Mac the Metal Dog approved. <laughs> totally. 100% Mac the Metal Dog approved. And that is all Mac, right. um, who helped with the shooting of the video, as a matter of fact, yes, by getting in the way of Ziggy's feet on the table. So, um, <laughs> you know, with practically this sitting on my lap. It practically, yeah. And he wanted to get into it so, so bad. But, you know, it yeah. reminds me, Ziggy, of the Israelites when they were in the wilderness. And we can learn so much from that. Yeah. When God was feeding them manna, he was feeding their soul with manna. And they're like, you know yeah. what? We don't want this anymore. We want quail. All right. And what did God do out of his goodness? That's what they wanted. Well, guess what? They got so much quail that it was coming out of their nostrils and their rear ends like crazy. I mean, it made them made them sick. And yeah. that's really what happens. And, and Rick says, yes, Mac approved. <laughs> totally Mac approved. God's going to give us what we want. And yeah. he reigns on the just and the unjust. Uh, they prosper. Those that are not saved, they prosper. They, they do. Those that are saved, they prosper because God is good. And a lot of times we take that and mistake that goodness of God for his license approval. to do things and his approval to do things. Exactly. Um, another question for you about this song, Ziggy, is that it's so deep. And you're singing from the heart. It's authentic. It's real. And it's not just a concept that you're singing about here. Has there ever been a time that you, and you can answer this as far as you want to go, that you personally have been tempted to step back a little bit from your stance with Jesus and compromise a little bit to kind of get your music out there a little bit more, to make it a little bit more listener-friendly? Have you ever been tempted to do that? And if so, how did you overcome that temptation? Well... I wouldn't say that per se. I tried to step back and do that. Um, I've always tried to stick with making the message known. I do know that at times it's been, you know, whether it was, uh, I would say, at least good intentions or, you know, where, you know, where folks are trying to help um, in the fact that, you know, making the message, you know, trying to tune it or dial it into a more listener friendly message and in particular 
I say that because for a time when I had the band, we were playing in mostly secular venues. And so uh, we would sometimes mix in mainstream songs, but we also sang our songs, uh, you know, with that message. And, um, you know, so the temptation sometimes to try to not be so out there with Jesus, but to get them to get used to what we were trying to do. And then, you know, in whether in conversation or, uh, you know, whatnot, we would, uh, you know, try to woo them in that way. But I find that when you take the message and, you, and you're not really as open with it as you should be, it doesn't seem to affect people the way that you hope or would like to see. And, you know, because you see Jesus, you see the apostles, they did not hold back on their message, even when they were talking to unbelievers. Um, the hope and the goal is to speak and deliver the truth in love and not with condemnation. Um, but a song like this is a very challenging song. You know, it makes you think about what you're really putting value and stock in in your life. And um, so it, when we did this song, you know, people really enjoyed it. Even in the unbelieving world, people really, you know, took it to heart. Um, at least what, you know, the ones that, you know, decided to you know, tell us that they liked it. Um, but, um, you know, I, you know, I just find that if you compromise on the message, you're also, you know, at the same time, you know, compromising with the hearts that need to hear the message. Mm. And that's, that's, that, that's something I want to avoid. Uh, sometimes I've been, I've been told that my songs might sound a little bit more, you know, Christian based than, you know, than uh, some people would like to hear. You know, I'm not trying to throw a bunch of scriptures in all the time, not trying to beat people with Jesus, but when the truth needs to be spoken, it needs to be spoken. Yeah. You know, yeah. so my songs, I, I would like to think are both for, you know, non-believers who need to hear the truth and also for believers who need to be encouraged, encouraged by the truth, because we tend to forget sometimes that, you know, what the word says, what the word promises us, you know, because life circumstances, we get beat up or bogged down and we tend to, you know, depending on how much we're in the word or, you know, yeah. how much we're in communion with the Lord. Sometimes uh, if, if we're not as close to him as we need to be, we tend to think more along the lines of, you know, what the world says or, you know, we just forget. You know, and we need to be reminded that's why we go to church every Sunday. That's why we go to Bible study. That's why we have to study the Word, because we have a tendency to forget at times what the Word says about our life and our circumstances. You know, we know things, but then there are some things that we have to be reminded of. Yeah. And Ziggy, and I want to encourage all of our listeners and viewers with this. It is our flesh's tendency to want to compromise. It is our flesh's tendency to want to deny Jesus. And the best example that I can give is Peter. 
because Peter was the one that was the spokesman for the apostles when Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And he confessed with his mouth, you're the Christ. And then when Jesus was taken prisoner and just before he was crucified, they're like, do you know this man? And three times he denied it and he felt ashamed. And I think we've all been through that. And really, I believe at this time that there's a maturity that's going on in believers collectively of being bolder and doing it out of a heart of compassion and a heart of love and not, you know, uh, we could torment people with the gospel all day. I mean, we can do that, but there's a way, you know, and, and you and I, we've, we've experienced that we've been around the block long enough where we've experienced. And I have to admit, I used to do that. And God reproved me and said, don't do it that way anymore. Um, be a gracious believer. It it has the way to do it. We need to stop appeasing people and just, uh, yeah, yeah, because I think in in doing that, trying sometimes trying to be relevant to people is not the way to go because you're trying to appeal to them, you're trying to appease them. But let's let's not make them feel uncomfortable. Let's you know, you know, help them to understand a little better. But that's our own. I feel that's our own thinking. That you know, that's our own way of of, of you know approaching it because. I think sometimes we feel like if we are straight with the truth, you know, we don't like what's, you know, what may, you know, come out of that because, you know, you you read it in the word, you know, people spoke the truth, they were stoned to death, or they were imprisoned, or they were just, you know, ridiculed and humiliated. No, the flesh doesn't like that because the flesh is of the world. Our flesh, our bodies, they're of the world. They're not going to go to heaven. And so, you know, the influence of the world, I've seen it over the years getting into the church. And I've heard it so many times where, you know, people say that they look at the church now and it doesn't seem in in many cases to be that much different from the world itself. Because we've tried to allow compromise and try to be relevant with culture and we're supposed to influence the culture. We're supposed to be the head. Yeah, we're supposed to be the head, not the tail. And we're going to talk about that during the second half of this edition. I want everybody to stick around for that because we're going to talk about the shaking of Babylon. And we're seeing that very clearly. And God's shaking it to get his stuff back. And we've got some great comments here. Uh, Michelle said, amen, Ziggy. We do forget things and we definitely need encouraging. Absolutely. And Rick... um, I love Rick's comment here. Zig makes excellent points I can relate to. We have to reach out with with truth, not so much preaching familiar church words. Oh, that is so true. Or bashing or pushing Jesus. Rather, we speak truth, which is him. That is so, so true. And Ziggy, I mean, everything that, that you just said is so spot on. And I want to circle back for a second to something that you were saying about when you play in secular environments. I've been with you when you've played in bars. And what an experience that's been. And it was so cool because when you guys were playing, your music is so good. There was a guy that was there and he came up to you eventually too. He tapped me on the shoulder. I guess he thought I was your roadie or something like that. And I'll be your roadie any day. Um, But he was like, hey, this music is really good. Can they change the acoustics so I can hear what they're singing? Oh, I remember that that guy. Yeah. 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 I, I remember that guy. Yeah. It's like they're in there, they're drinking, they're, you know, carrying on with, you know, however people do in those situations, in those environments. And yet 
to have somebody come out and say, hey, I really like the, you know, you got to have really good music. And I don't care if you're drunk as a skunk, you still want good music. You know, you know, it's crap when it, you know, when you hear it, but yeah. when it's good stuff, and I'm not trying to brag or put myself up on a pedestal, but, you know, because there are other bands that were playing that night, they were just as good. Um, I think what was going on was the message was getting through and even subconsciously, if they don't realize exactly what, you know, because there's so much that can be going on, but um, something was cutting through to that guy. And I remember, yeah, I do remember him. Yeah. The so spirit that of the was, Lord, yeah, the spirit of the Lord was there. And here's the thing about music. And I, I've I've been criticized for what I do here with, with Raven's Heart. I've been criticized with what I do for Lithos Cry, and that's okay. Not everybody's going to like it, and that's fine. And Tiffany says, I agree, it's anointing. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is, Ziggy. It's anointing. Um, I've been criticized for it. But music plays such a key role in the presentation of the gospel. It's something that's very dear to God's heart. And this is what music does, is it tenderizes the heart mm-hmm. for the message. And it sets the stage for Jesus to show up. My mission is very limited in what I do. I, I know what it is. I know my boundaries. And these are my boundaries. And I'm fine with that because it's the restoration of certain sounds bringing those back out of Babylon as these walls fall, which we're going to talk about more in just a few minutes. We are at the 736 mark, and I've got some guys um, that are also in Charleston, South Carolina, that are waiting in the wings, and they have something to say, and they have something that they want to share. So I think, Ziggy, do you think it's a good time for a Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021 update, brother? Absolutely. Go for it. Let's go ahead and do it and bring these guys on. Get Revelation Rockfest 2021 update. Well, look at that. Down below <laughs> us, we have... Oh. Hey, Ziggy. <laughs> hey, guys. It's like the Brady Bunch. it is so good to see you guys with us is winner's resurrection from charleston south carolina literally their studio is about six seven miles down the street from the studio here and it took me to go all the way down to tampa florida to meet orlando who's viewing tonight i've got my armor god shirt on to meet all of these people that live down the street from me. So go figure out God's work. God works. So um, guys from Winter's Resurrection, I'm going to bring you up here so that everybody can see you to the left, to the right. We've got Robert, we've got Philip, and we've got Michael. And guys, um, what's going on with Revelation Rock Fest and you guys on May 15th? What what are you going to be doing? We're in. We're going to be (laughs) rocking. <laughs> I am so glad to hear that these guys are in. Um, I've known them. I've known Philip for quite some time, for several years. Uh, he's, he's, his family has had a major impact on my family in very positive ways. Very excited about that. And uh, we are adding up. Oh, Orlando wanted to uh, 
chime in and say, hey, look at that. Love it. All right. Armor of God. Going to be on stage with Winner's Resurrection. Going to be on stage with Ziggy. Going to be on stage with Warriors of Light. Going to be on stage with The Last Trumpet. Zana, Jennifer, man, what a lineup that we have. And then to top it all off, we've got the letter black. And, you know, it's really funny how this works, guys. Michael, you know, I've been a letter black fan for several years, uh, many years, as a matter of fact. And the letter black is a band that's influenced your style. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I would say a couple of years ago, um, I started listening to uh, his radio, uh, I did a lot of traveling for the work that I'm involved in. And uh, one of the rental cars I had, had the uh, Sirius uh, satellite radio on it. And that's when I got turned on to his radio. And I love all the stuff that's on there, you know, Mercy Me, Flawless, um, all the different bands and stuff like that. But one night, uh, Skillet came on and it was one of, one of the heavier rocking tunes. And I was like, I couldn't believe I was just blown away that there was bands in that genre of music that were being played on Christian radio. And so I started doing a lot of digging around and I discovered uh, Fireflight and then I discovered the letter black. And I've been a big fan ever since. Um, and their influence over me is the fact that you can play that kind of music and still have a message towards the Lord. I mean, our music's more, I guess people would say kind of like 80s and 90s kind of rock and roll and stuff like that. You know, it's a pretty broad spectrum within that genre. But as far as being able to play heavier music with a heart towards the Lord, that's been the biggest part of Letter Black's uh, influence over me. That's awesome. And I want to announce to everybody that on March 4th, Thursday night, March 4th at 7 p.m., Michael, you're going to love this. Mark and Sarah are going to be joining the Raven's Heart live stream, and you will be able to chat with them live on the live stream. So Mark and Sarah, Anthony, what a heart towards the Lord. What a heart towards people. I mean, they are just wonderful. And Michael, it was somewhat in the discussions that we were having about Winter's Resurrection. I was like, oh, man, the letter black, because we were looking for a new headline band for Rockfest. It's like, yeah, we should go with the letter black. And that's how that all unfolded. Now you guys are going to be on stage with the letter black and philip i'm excited about this for you brother because it was what four or five years ago we were watching my son sam wild man sam play the drums at pub 61 okay yes. and you and i were drinking some diet cokes eating some stale peanuts and <laughs> yeah. we were saying you know we were saying how cool would it be to do an event at the hanahan amphitheater do you remember that philip i do and that that probably is that um that seed was planted back then you know, look what's happened since then. You know, uh, it's been talked about. Um, it's really awesome the way God's worked and your vision and us being able to play and the connections that you have with bands that you've seen in the past, um, Christian bands. It's all coming together. It's awesome. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And we've got catnip Robert over there on the left. <laughs> it's, it's been a while since you've been on stage, brother. Are you excited about this event coming up? I am. It's a little uh, nerve wracking since I'm reverting back to drums. So um, I've got some practicing to do. 
so uh, excited to play for sure. Absolutely. I am very excited about having Winter's Resurrection with us. I have been hanging around them, working on different things with them. I get to preview their tracks. And it's a privilege for me to preview all the bands that we have that send us tracks uh, to listen to before they actually come out of the oven as fully baked cookies. Uh, it, it's really exciting to do that. Orlando, I appreciate that when you do that with me. Ziggy, I love it when you do that with me. And, and Winter's Resurrection, I totally love that. And we were waiting to announce you guys because pretty much up until now, you've been a studio project. And we wanted to make sure that all the pieces and parts were together to get you live on stage. And for our listeners and viewers, I've got a snippet of what you're going to hear. Oh, we've got more music. Just a snippet of a song that I really like, and it's very timely, called Crossfire. This is what these guys do. Check this out. is man all our viewers please weigh in on that your thoughts on that song crossfire and winter's resurrection for me that takes me back to the days when i was cool in high school and yes i was cool in high school. <laughs> you better believe i was cool in high school um listening to docking yeah in my room doing some air guitar hope wishing that i could grow hair like he had i mean i just that 80s vibe that's in there we got a comment that just came in from sonny iverson and he says that 12 string guys there you go there you yeah. go yeah i mean that sound is amazing and you that are listening and viewing you will have the opportunity to see these guys and ziggy and the last trumpet and warriors of light and warhol Oh, man. You know, we just got so many bands, I can't remember them all. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's uh, it's just it's just awesome who we've got coming. We got a uh, comment from Tiffany for Winner's Resurrection. Time to break out of the box, guys. Love the 80s vibe. Here we go. We got Rick. I love Rick, the music critic. Jars wow. of Clay meets Dream Theater. Uniqueness and cool sound. Ooh, I love this. Cool. And Michelle says, they loving love that theater. 80s vibe. I, I mean, I love it. I love, hey, all of you out there, you probably love 80s hair metal as well. <laughs> Who didn't? 
who didn't you know uh, <laughs> yeah i had the i had the op- i did not see docking when i was a young man i saw them back in i think it was 2007 um and don i think came out with a walker if i remember I'm, I'm only kidding i mean they did not look like the guys they did back in the 80s but i'll tell you what they could still I mean, they still rocked it. I saw them down at the music farm and that you guys, what you've done, and this is something that we've discussed is Michael, Robert and Philip, you've taken a sound and God is using you to redeem that sound out of Babylon that we all like so much and rocked out to probably smoked a little bit too much to and drank too many beers to you're taking it and you're (laughs) using it to glorify God. You're making him shine and not not you and that is really awesome hey here's the deal people with get revelation rock fest 2021 it is going to be on may 15th at the hanahan amphitheater and tickets are on sale now we have been given approval by the south carolina department of commerce to proceed and one of the conditions that we are abiding by right now is we are only selling 800 tickets to this event and tickets are selling. So if you want tickets to get Revelation Rock Fest, you can do so. You can go to our Facebook page at Lithos Cry. Um, there's only one Lithos Cry. You can go get them there on our event page. Reach out to Tiffany if you want tickets. Reach out to Laura Victoria if you want tickets. Reach out to Orlando and Carla if you want tickets. We've got people coming in from all over the United States that I'm aware of. And yes, we are working on getting hotel rooms that people can get um, if they decide to come and be a part of the event. So we're working on that. Now, also too, Ziggy and I are going to do a little little promotion here for our good friend, Dan Guzman at the Raw Coffee Company. Okay, there we go. I've got my official Raw Coffee Company mug. They are at 110 South Goose Creek Boulevard. Now, and if you, can you buy go tickets there, there too. Yes, you can buy oh, tickets wow. there. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And here's the deal. If you are a Raw Coffee Company patron, they will hook you up with the Raw Coffee Company ticket deal just for patrons where you can get the tickets for $20 instead of the event bright price of $25. Get your tickets now. And yes, we will be following COVID protocols. Now is the time to do it. And we are less than 90 days away. So it is right around the corner. Yes. Uh, Any parting (laughs) words, guys, from Winter's Resurrection before, before we move on to the second part where we talk a little bit more about Babylon falling? We appreciate your support, and we're looking forward to it. Yep. Yeah, hope to see everybody there for yeah. sure. Everybody coming out and checking it out, man. Ziggy, yeah. Ziggy, love the song. Love the Thank song. You. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, great. That's one of the that that's one of the five. Yeah, one of the five. Roger that. We got you. All right, so we're learning it tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta be those... something about that penguin's hat. <laughs> ah, <no. laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a Sabres fan, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> all right. Sorry. Sorry. For those of the, you that don't know, <laughs> Ziggy is going to be supporting Winner's Resurrection, and Winner's Resurrection is going to be supporting Ziggy. And that's one of the things that I love about this event coming up is that everybody is going to be supporting each other. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, stick Thanks around. For the, thank you. Stick around and uh, check out what we're going to be talking about next because we're going to be talking about some of the points uh, that you just brought up about meeting everybody and, and the connections. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that in just a second here. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we will be right back. Thank you for helping out. <laughs>
All right, Ziggy. Well, I am so excited about Rockfest, but what I want to talk about is the music industry getting shaken. I want to talk about the church getting shaken because this all ties into your song, Who's Shining Now? Because what I believe is happening, uh, God is taking those that are shining their own light and moving them out of the way so that his light can shine. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it seems like a pattern throughout history. Any move that God makes in the heart of man, you know, whether it's, well, you know, let's take, for example, the uh, Jesus movement of the late 60s, early 70s, a genuine move of the Holy Spirit, you know, for example, or the Azusa Street Revival or anything you want to, you know, name that was very significant in the way God moved and in the number of lives changed. Um, the, basically, let's, you know, tying it back into music for a minute, the um, Christian music industry was born out of that. Um, early bands like, uh, you know, Resurrection Band, Petra, uh, and, and, and other groups like that were born, and they had a mission to preach Jesus to wherever they could. They were in parks, they were in prisons, they were in, uh, you know, anywhere they could get, and the church had to warm up to that. Uh, I was talking to somebody earlier, uh, I, I think just a couple days ago, uh, where, you know, if you you remember the days when playing drums in church was evil, mm -hmm. especially in the Baptist church. They wouldn't even yes. allow you to walk in the door if you played drums, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But, um, yeah, it was, it, it, was, it was tough for musicians like us in, in those early days because the church was not as receptive to it because rock and roll is the devil's music in their mind. And, you know, God, uh, first of all, God created music. Yes, the devil perverted it. But uh, God can redeem everything that was that has been tainted if it's, you know, given to him and God will use it for good, you know. Um, in fact, if you go back to Genesis, when uh, Joseph was talking to his brothers and he said to them what you meant for evil god turned it around for good you know so when rock and roll was big in the 60s and 70s um and a lot of groups were you know sharing their own worldly thoughts and views and was getting into the hearts and minds of people god redeemed it through the christian rock and people were taking that same music but now they're hearing about Jesus and the Holy Spirit and what God can do for their lives and transforming their lives. And, you know, it was such a powerful message and uh, it was gaining traction in, you know, into the eighties. I remember when artists were a lot more bold and also a lot more, uh, you know, there was a lot more, a lot more freedom to be who they were, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, it was always like that even then, cause you know, how the record industry was for so long, you know, they would, you know, capture a sound and then try to get, you know, everybody to try to get along with that sound and then something else comes along and then they would try to, you know, motivate everybody to do that as well. So, but when it turns into a move, you know, the, the, the movement turns into a machine, that's when man gets a hold of it. 
and like any move of God, whether it was, uh, you know, a, a move of God that unfortunately ended up in the formation of a denomination because, you know, men in the church thought, well, this is the way God's going to move and this is the way it is. And then a you know denomination forms and when God moves on to the next thing, they're not with it because, you know, they've missed the boat basically because they've taken what happened and monumented it. And so, you know, we have a tendency to even, if I dare say, worship a move of God to the point where that's the only way we think God's going to work. And so uh, I think for a long time now, Christian uh, music has been very limited in what it's been able to do because the people uh, that have hold of it, the, the people that have the, the responsibility of putting it out there have put so many labels and so many rules and restrictions on what this is defined as. Uh, so many of the artists that have something to say are missing out on being able to really get it out there and say it because they're being either denied the tools, you know, to do so, you know, in, in the form of, you know, getting help from the media, from the labels and stuff. And, uh, you know, I just, I think that it's, it's, it's just been a really, really bad struggle for a long time for a lot of, uh, you know, musicians. And, um, you know, that there was a, um, a teaching or, teaching or it, an expression of, of, of thought, let me say that, uh, that I heard 10 years ago that um, was put out there about, uh, you know, the return of the music and, and, and in particular, you know, uh, you know, Christian music, that it was being given back to the artists and uh, it was in the in the form of a jubilee, mm. you know. So, you know, so to speak, because back around what 1969, 1970 or so, that's when CCM started. It's been about 50 years since then. Then, you know, in the in the Old Testament, they talked every 50 years, you know, that you know uh, servants would be released to be free, return to their lands, return to their you know places. Everything it was like a reset every fifty years. Okay. You know, you sold yourself into debt, whatever. But um, I, what in saying that, you know, mainly the releasing of the art of Christian music, going back to the artists and being able to freely express again without the restrictions of what popular music is being defined as, mm -hmm. it's not going to matter because. What matters is it's coming back to the grassroots. It's coming back to the roots of what it was at the beginning, speaking the truth with the expression that God has given you in order to get the message out. And I believe, and I know you believe too, that there's a harvest coming Yes. in, in this day and time where people are seeking truth. And like, what is truth anymore? Because we've had so many, yeah, it, you know, from news media to 
what you know doctors are saying about COVID. I mean, there's just so many. There's so much back and forth. And, there is. You know, it's like it's confusing people, and they want to know the truth. Yes. You know, and we have the truth, and God has been preparing hearts. I believe, and especially in this last year, with the shutdowns, with all the you know, let's you know, take everything away, and let's get back to the heart of the matter of what life is supposed to be about, of what truth is, and why we're here. Yeah, uh, Ziggy. Quick question for you. You're hitting upon a really interesting point. Michelle uh, wanted to highlight it, the year of jubilee. And Rick yeah. wanted to highlight it about the are are we in that year of jubilee? Are we at that time frame right now that they were prophesying about? Um, I would have to believe so. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would so. too. I wanted to know if you if you just knew that because it reminded me of uh, Psalm eighty and Psalm eighty one, uh, because according to Hebrew tradition, each of the Psalms corresponds with a particular Hebrew year. Last year, 2020 on the Hebrew calendar was 5780, and now 2021 is 5781. And the reason why I say that is when you look at Psalm 80, verses 3 through 4, this is interesting because it talks about shining. It says, turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine. All right? God's face to shine. Not a rock star's, but God's. And we shall be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long wilt thou be angry against the prayer of thy people? And I really believe that we saw a lot of mouths shut in 2020 because God was angry with what was coming out of the mouths of his people. It's usually like, oh, woe is me. Uh, you know, my big toe hurts today and God fill my bank account. There was really, you know, a lot of times yeah. not much in power. And then you look at the church that's become an entertainment industry in a lot of lot of instances. Oh gosh, yeah. You know, yeah. they take the music and they consume it upon themselves rather than giving it back to God. Uh, and then you look at Psalm 81, and this is the year that we're in right now, 5781, where it says, Sing un aloud unto the Lord God our strength. Make a joyful noise unto the God of Jacob. Take a psalm and bring hither the timbrel, the pleasant harp with the psaltery. Blow, uh, blow up the trump, blow upon the trumpet, in the, blow up the trumpet in the new moon and in the time appointed on our solemn feast day. So this is about music. God is restoring music, especially in the Christian industry and also in the secular industry as well. We've seen uh, some very interesting things happen over the past several months. Uh, a lot of our viewers and listeners I know, like me, are big Nightwish fans and also have been big Delane fans. Just a few moments ago, I want to uh, just kind of lay the ground for this a little bit. Philip was talking about all the connections for Rockfest to happen. All of those connections did not happen at a Christian rock show. All of those connections did not happen at a church. They happened at a Delane concert, a symphonic metal band from the Netherlands. That's where I met Carla in Orlando. Um, Lithos Christ started out of going to those shows and using it as a pen name to communicate with some people. That's how it started. And little did we know, that's where I met Carla in Orlando, and that's how I met you through Harry Becker. I didn't even know yeah. you were here. And that's Winner's Resurrection came along after that, and that's how all the connections came about, was at this secular show, which started with my interest in Nightwish. Now, 
back in January, and I'm, I'm trying to connect the dots for everybody so that they can see the shaking of what's going on, what God is doing. He's not just releasing musicians and giving the music back to the Christian musicians, but he's doing it as well. I believe right now at this hour, this is something that I've been hoping for. Um, just a second. When I wrote the book, Stones That Cry, about how when the church fails to praise God, the secular realm will do it. The secular musicians will do it. And the thing that always drew me to Nightwish music and the thing that always drew me to Delane music was it would make you think about the questions of the universe. It would tenderize the heart to get you to the precipice of the gospel. Now, they didn't have the answer, but it would bring you to that point of where you start to consider eternity. You can start to consider life and death. You even start to consider the resurrection of Christ in a, in a good way. And you start to think about the mysteries of the universe that we just, we just can't solve. And I've always had a special, they've always had a special place in my heart. And back in um, January, we learned that the bass player and the male vocalist Marco from Nightwish decided to leave. He's been there since 1998. And that's not a, not, not a small deal because he's a big, big um, part of that, that organization. And he left because he was tired of the industry. He was tired of its shallowness. He was tired of the hypocrisy. Then on Monday morning, we wake up and the band that has influenced everything to get things, the catalyst for going here, Delane, uh, we find out that the band imploded. They are no more. The, it, just, it just ended. And I, it took me a day to kind of figure out what was going on. But I really believe this. God wants to take those that are being freed from the industry, freed from being on the stage, freed from being them, seeing themselves as the light so that God can move upon them. I believe right now, and I think I'm speaking prophetically a little bit, God is calling forth a new army of priests and prophets from the secular music industry that have been bound up. He put that gift in them, and we've seen them start to move in that. But, of course, because they don't have the blood of Christ, they can only go so far. And now it's time God is breaking down those walls of Babylon. The music, you know, all, all music is of God. I mean, it is. Metal, um, hard rock. Even Jimmy Buffett and, you know, Jim, Jack Johnson, stuff that I don't like. God likes it, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's him. He gave me my own taste. But the music has been caught up in Babylon. And God is starting, I believe right now, we're seeing those walls to shake. And we're seeing the same thing. The same things are going on in the church. All the rock stars in the church, they are not rock stars anymore. They are stepping down, and they are stepping down in shame, and we're not going to name names because that's not what this is about, but people that even I thought were stalwart pillars in Christianity come to find out their life, and I'm not just talking about they messed up. Once in a while, I'm talking about a life of continual sin that had nothing to do with being in line with what, what Jesus desires of his followers. It's like, oh my goodness, everything that we thought was real isn't, and that shaking that's going on, uh, it's, it's what's going on is, is described in the book of Haggai, uh, chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, where it says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. That's everything. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. 
and I will fill this house with glory, uh, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. God is shaking everything. He is calling forth a new priesthood. He is calling forth a whole new uh, generation of prophets and prophetesses. And this is why I am excited about Rockfest 2021 this year. It's you guys that are going to be on the stage is the new sound that God is calling forth at this hour that the world needs to hear. I know the hearts of everybody that is going to be on that stage. And this is your time not to shine yourselves, but to reflect the glory of God in your lives. And it is my hope and my prayer that those of you that are on that stage will eventually be able to minister to those that are being taken out of Babylon, the secular realm, and to raise them up as the new generation of priests and prophets and prophetesses. Lithos Cry is a community, and the community has started here. It started with you, Ziggy. It started with Armor of God. It started with Tiffany. I mean, it's expanded. It used to just be a few few people, and it's just expanded immensely. We've got people that, that nobody has even known yet. Tiffany says amen. There is so much that God is going to do, and I'm getting a little choked up talking about this because this is my mission that God has given me to do. And my heart to see certain people saved and set free and be used for the glory of God. May it be, I am going to speak prophetically on the internet right now. May it be that we see Charlotte from Delane on stage speaking under the anointing and singing under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Being led and fed by men like Ziggy, women of God like Tiffany, men of God like Orlando who opened for her several years ago. God has so much that he wants to do. The world is such a mess right now. And it's good that it's a mess because God's making it a mess so that things can be straightened out because we are, I don't know exactly where we are, but we are in the last of the last days. I mean, we are are so close right now. And that is really what I see going on. The change, I mean, Ziggy, when I was for, I was saved in the nineties and I listened to DC talk and I listened to Petra. I had a few bands that I liked, but the majority of Christian music I could have done without, uh, it just really didn't do anything for me. Now, Keith green. Okay. We can go back and talk about that. He was a bit earlier. I enjoyed that, but most of it, it didn't do anything. But when I listened to you and when I listened to bands like last trumpet and winter's resurrection, I'm like, wow, this is, you know, well, like we were talking about earlier, this is, good music. It is good. And it's that redemption. And everybody, we have to remember that all of the vessels of the Lord at one time stood in Nebuchadnezzar's temple in Babylon. Everything had to go to Babylon for a reason. Chastisement for God's people, but it was also God's evangelism program for Babylon. You know, that's, that's what it was. And the fruit of that captivity and the fruit of his vessels, which included the musical instruments being in the temple of Nebuchadnezzar, the pagan gods, um, the fruit of that was the Magi who recognized the star of Jesus and followed it until they found him. That was the fruit of it. The fruit of it was the gospel. 
So there is so much that God is doing right now in the world um, and with, and it, it doesn't surprise me that we're seeing a simultaneous, the same things that are being shaken in the church are being shaken in the music industry as well. Ziggy, do you have any more thoughts before we, we close it out this evening? Um, I think we pretty much you know, covered it. I just, you know, my, my influence, you know, you mentioned Petra earlier that, that my, my influence from them, basically, uh, I, I loved all their music, you know, from the early seventies, uh, you know, dual guitar, Southern rock Petra to all the way up to, you know, Jekyll and Hyde banger, you know, head through a wall Petra, uh, that, that, that was, um, a very, very key influence in my, uh, in my becoming a musician, I had the opportunity back in 2006. Uh, I was in Franklin, uh, Franklin, Tennessee, at a uh, music summit for indie artists that were Christian. And uh, two of the guest speakers that night were Bob Hartman and John Schlitt. And I had the opportunity to tell Bob Hartman that it was because of his music and um you know in, in particular the album um oh great now it's gonna beyond belief mm -hmm. that 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 album alone influenced me to get into christian music and just the biggest smile on this on his face like wow what a testimony you know that's all he said to me but it was such a strong you know influence because those guys influenced so many people and they did. That's, where get, that's where I get my lyric writing from, mainly, is because Bob Hartman, I think you and I discussed it, and uh, formerly singer Greg Volz also mentioned one time that, um, that you know, you could take Bob Hartman's lyrics and do a whole Bible study on, on any given song because he, it, it was just full of the word, full of the anointing, and, you know, they were a very strong influence for generations of young people in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. And I was one of them. So, you know, and I, I think, Ziggy, we'd be remiss to not mention it this evening. But another sad thing that happened this week was the oh, passing Carmen. of Carmen. Yeah. Yeah. That that was really sad. It, he, it I, I enjoyed his music uh, after I was saved. I, I remember going to Zondervan's and getting the standard tape and basically wearing that thing out. Um, and his passing, you know, I look, I, I kind of look at it this way. I, I believe, and he was just here in Charleston just a few months yeah. ago. You got to and see got him live. Um, I believe that he's passed and there's a new thing happening and his time was done. It's time to move on. Good and good and faithful servant. And, uh, we're going to miss him. Um, but we will be able to see him again. And, uh, uh, Michelle says, I am so blessed to get to witness this event unfolding. And Michelle, I have to echo those sentiments that I am blessed to watch this event unfolding as well. Um, I get to watch what God's doing. I just take little steps of obedience and then watch God take it like an absolute whirlwind. And something else I want to bring up here, Rick um, said something because we were talking about the connections outside of the church. And he makes a very good point, and this is what we need to remember. Yes, and all connections were not from the temple either. As a matter of fact, most of Jesus' connections with his disciples were outside of the, the temple. 
yeah, out in the marketplace. And then you had my, 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 my boy, John the Baptist out there crying in the wilderness too. Uh, you know, not in the temple and yep. in nailing it. Yep. It was secular folks. And, you know, I think it takes me back to that verse of scripture, Ziggy, where the, disciples were so excited about the beauty of the temple remember that where they're like lord look at these beautiful oh, yeah. buildings oh this is look what look what we built okay look yeah. what we got look at this awesome religious system that we have to honor you and we what did jesus say to him ziggy not one stone will be left upon another one will be knocked down exactly he was going to shake it and that really kind of uh shocked them a little bit that jesus you know, the one who the temple was built for was going to tear down the temple. And this is what we've done. And this, uh, you know, the takeaway for our listeners and our viewers tonight is what we do as people is we take the things God gives us and we turn them into systems and formulas. It's what's been done with the music industry. It's what's been done with uh, the faith. I mean, you know, certain systems, certain certain rituals and everything like that. And really, God doesn't have the freedom to move in that because then it's all about us. It's us shining rather than him shining. So, Ziggy, thank you so much for joining us this evening. I, I have been blessed. And uh, Debbie, my wife, who is in the other room outside the studio, says so true. Yes. And Debbie is super excited about Rockfest 2021 coming up. Uh, I am. Thank you, everybody that's joined us this evening. Again, next week, uh, we are going to be having uh, Dan Jackson and, and Rick Andrews, our music critic. I, I think we're just going to bring him on as the full-time music critic here uh, for, for Raven's Heart. And uh, they're going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about Slaves to Change, and they've got a great new song that's out. And then again, remember, on March 4th, right here on Raven's Heart, we are going to have live with us Mark and Sarah Anthony from The Letter Black, and you can send the messages, and we can do that. Um, so uh, Rick just sent me one last minute. Eric Johnson has a song called Wonder of It All, Like You Mentioned. So check out that song. And everybody, uh, until next week when we have Slaves to Change with us, go ahead and peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.